Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. It's all about the buzz and how you implement what you are about to hear. Let me see. I'm turning the page. Turn the page. This is the uh, first thoughts of the morning. Frog in my throat. One eye open. Well, actually, after walking the dog, because I got to walk the dog this week. It's my turn to be full on doggy duty. And uh, as I turn the page, look, we're about to do episode 85, y'all. I'm numbering the pages because we have found our exit strategy. We have found our exit strategy, how I am going to get out of doing these things seven days a week uh, and nine days on my nine-day cycles um, every day. Ooh, Bear Coon book is near. The Bear Coon book is near. I had grabbed the Bear Coon book yesterday to um, quote something for somebody. I'm glad it's near because I was like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? Let me tell you, we can talk about July 4th, even though we're not broadcast. Actually, you know, July 4th, I will be doing how to get out of bed for the Peachtree Road Race. Good Lord willing, traffic don't hold us up. We will be there uh, when the first other runners. I need to catch the winner of the race this time. I think last year I was just a tad bit, just a tad bit late. Um, and I go down, I try to go down each, each year because it is the most amazing thing to watch all of our Atlanta, pretty much the nation and beyond run by. And for those of y'all that talk about diversity and all that kind of stuff, let me tell you, if you really want to know what's thriving, who's thriving in Atlanta, go down to the road race. Peachtree Road Race. It's got a whole other like LGBT plus. It's got all that all not. It's got all kinds of stuff associated sponsors and all that kind of stuff. I am just a fan of people who are dedicated to um a, a sport to the sport of running because I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. And I have tried running. It don't make sense to me. But I love watching. I love going to Atlanta. Is a is a 4K, 5K, 3K, walk, run, skate, row. Every morning at somewhere at the crack of dawn, somebody is lacing up and getting out there. And let me tell you, you want to witness a miracle. You want to witness people who, who are facing every obstacle, but yet and still, this is something. Y'all, meet me down there. I, I like hanging out at mile five. Uh, mile five is where... That what it was where they got to push in, get in that fifth gear. Is that where they got to find, reach deep down and find just a little bit more? Is where the race actually levels off right there at the High Museum. It's located mile five is at the High Museum, Woodruff Art Center. You know, I love those places. Not only that, it's a very nice, cool spot, even on a on a hot, hot day. It's a nice, cool spot. Plus, they usually have like the water where they run through the water, they grab some water to drink, and so forth. It's just a really good location. Please don't everybody rush down there and take my spot. Because, you know, I, 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 have, I have personal space issues, and therefore that just is. And then, too, I love listening to people encourage the runners. And I'm usually one of those people screaming and encouraging them. And it makes a difference. Telling them, you're almost there. Keep going. <laughs> you know, because literally they have to go just around the corner and then it's down here from there where they're running down and into Piedmont Park. Piedmont Park is a great place if you want to be at the finish line. But there is so much organization 
at the finish line, the things that they have to run through to make sure they get the timing, and then and then and then watching people, the first runners come back with their coveted T-shirts, and there are those who who they refuse to touch their T-shirt. They're keeping each T-shirt from each year. There are those that break it open right then and there. They want to wear it home, I, and I just love all of that, the whole ambiance of it, right? Uh, I love I love the big hair, you know, dryer buzz. We capture and listen. If you run in the Peace Tree race and you've got big hair, we probably got a photo. Listen, if you run in the Peace Tree Road race, I probably got a photo because I usually come home with like thousands of pictures. I love seeing the families. I love seeing the children. Come on, mom. Come on, dad. We can do this. And the mom and dad is looking at the kid like, why did I have you? <laughs> and and then all the costumes now. Last year, y'all, we're a little lacking on the costumes, okay? I need costumes. So if you are debating the tutu, put it on, okay? If you're debating the bodysuit, put it on. If you debate you want to join the firemen and the moon man and the, all the superheroes, okay? Y'all would rock it. I, like, if I did see some uh, Black Panthers and all that. Let me tell you, put it on. If you want to do the face painting and the body painting and go all... Uh, and push every limit. Do it. What? Uh, when are? When would? There. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Push the limit, y'all. Push it. Push the limit. That's our word for the day. That's our. That's our. That's starting our word cloud. Word cloud. Push the limit. If not during. If not. Then when? If not now, when? You know when you are on display and, and you're running with thousands of people and nobody gonna see you except for me. And everybody else looking for the greatest costumes. I have seen some of the most amazing costumes ever. There was one lady. Man, she was on full-on red, white, and blue regalia. She was just doing her thing and running. Let me tell you now, walkers, I ain't going to be there by the time y'all come through. Y'all took too long last time. I'm like, I got to go. And I got to go do other events. So I will be there. Y'all, I'm hoping, I'm promising myself, you know, that I want to catch... I love that pack, that when the pack comes in it, because right at mile five is when the winner really separates. Like, I'm, I'm done with them. Let's go, right? And I'm going to, as soon as the runners start depleting, I'm probably going to get out of there because I got to do something else for that day. Uh, in fact, Stan going to be over there with ribs, and I ain't barbecuing, so I need to go get me a slab or two for, for the holiday. But. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to wait on y'all walkers. I I think last time I was so tired, I just sat there and waited on the walkers. I'm doing the run. It's all about the runners this time. You ain't look. I can't. Y'all have to tell yourselves. But I want to be there. Let me tell y'all. There is, there is a division in the race where a person is pushing, um, the wheelchairs. There's you got your wheelchair race. Now these are the racers that are racing in their wheelchairs. But you have those that are running and pushing either a friend or a family member all that way from Lenox Square. Y'all know know Lenox Square. From Lenox Square to Piedmont Park. I mean, there's so many triumphs. You know, I don't care what you think you're going through. If you sit there and you watch all of these people just triumphantly go past you and then you see you see every like every ethnicity let me tell y'all atlanta we go the entire year thinking this city oh it's black and it's white and it's this and that honey when you watch all these people walk by you know you get a little shell shock like what you know but 
There's nothing more beautiful. And I am not affiliated, not associated. Probably will be asked when they find out I got one of the best spots, I'll probably be asked to leave. You know, I'm, I'm not affiliated with this thing at all. I just love going down and supporting. I know a number of people who are prepping and will be running in the race. I love spotting certain celebrities. Um, but bigger than the celebrities, I mean, just seeing my friends come around, especially now with Facebook, like everybody looks familiar, right? And, and I'm sitting there and everybody's yelling dryer buzz and I'm like trying to figure out where they at, you know, and then there are those. And let me tell you, I, last year, one of the best moments, there was this young guy, kid, there was a kid, man, man, he had made it to mile five and he had nothing left. And I mean, just. When he, he looked at me, we made eye contact, and I just, like, started yelling and cheering him on. Man, and you watched that wind hit back in when he took off, right? He was, he was about to burst into tears. He was like, he's about to get out of this thing. He didn't know what he had signed up for. He was like, because, you know, they've already made it past. When they get to mile five, they made it past Cardiac Hill, which is right there at Piedmont Hospital. We're a long way. Mile five is, people, if he, I'm being scared about it, but I'm just saying, mile five is a, it's a good bit of ways, but... If you get to mile five, it's like you've done this thing because you only have a little bit ways to go, right? And and it's just the best thing ever. But they need so much encouragement right there. Come hang out with me. Grab your chair. Grab whatever. Um, I don't know. I have like a whole setup. You know me. I've got. I'm gonna have my joystick out there. I'm gonna have my devices, and I'm trying to figure out how many. I don't know how many devices I'm gonna run. Um, I probably run. I'm probably gonna just run one. Um. I'm trying to think how many. I think at time. I, oh, I know what I I have. I have a device because I lie, go live, and then I have the camera so I can take some really high resolution pictures. So I don't have to turn around and buy photos or license photos. And I don't mind doing that. If you are a, not a photographer, you're not taking your own pictures. Please license your photos, okay? Your music, all that kind of stuff. I'm over here making my own beats right about now. I done downloaded apps, and I am learning about beats and making my own beats. Because let me tell you, honey, Facebook and Instagram and all those things are out there on uh, videos 2, 5, and 10 years old talking about deleting your videos. And I'm like, look, y'all better stop playing. I don't know why these artists have not yet set up places where we can go and just give them, give us. And that's the thing about it is people are not necessarily trying to bootleg or use your stuff. They're trying to buy it. You don't know how to sell it. So stop complaining. Okay. So anyway, push the limits y'all push. Don't be, um, let's do a quick uh, cloud on this because this is where somebody right now wanted to wear their clear heels. (laughs) I only say that because we were at an event this weekend and this sister got on stage and by all accounts, if she had friends, it would have been like, no, I don't wear that, don't do that. But luckily she don't have any friends because the everlasting impression of her in her suede boots and clear heels is embedded in my memory. And at one such appropriate occasion, I might want to put on some suede boots. And, but she was an entertainer. So she got all kind of passes. And she rocked this stage and did her thing. But <laughs> let me tell you, one of my favorite pastimes <laughs> is watching, sitting in atriums with marble floors, watching people 
and I would say women, but it ain't just the women, honey. Everybody try to walk past. You know when you, you see that shoe and you like, I'm going to get this shoe. And then you like, you, it sits in the closet for a while and then you get the courage, you're going to wear that shoe, right? And then you go to a place that got this big marble floor and you know you can only strut on carpet. And now you got to make it all the way across this atrium. I am that person sitting over there waiting to see if you're going to make it through. So when you take your first step and you make your next step and your next step, do it with confidence. If you go down, go down quietly. Don't scream. Just slide on to the floor because I am that person on the ready. And I'm not even trying to film you. I'm just looking because I'm, I'm, I'm not even looking for you to fail. I'm not even looking for a flaw. I'm looking for you to find your entire courage to make it cross, to part the waters and to make it across. And I know you don't wore that shoe. Let me tell you, because I know I can tell when, especially the Beckys, especially the Beckys, you know, they, you don't got that job. You see the sisters, they coming in there and they hit on the Becky. She finna try it because... <laughs> There was like a whole look one season that the brown girls was rocking and the Beckys was like, okay, we're going to try it. I'm, I'm going. And, and the place they tried is at work. And they usually try it on a Wednesday because they got to get it right for the weekend. So when they go to the club or whatever, right? I'm, I'm, listen, what do I do? I, I monitor behaviors. I research, I'm, I watch behaviors, right? And, I, and like I said, I'm not looking for you to fail. I'm looking for you to sail. Oh, my God. I would write that down, but I'm joking. <laughs> I just need you to push the limit. Y'all give me some words. Give me some words. Let me open up this device because I'm not even checking to make sure I land it anymore. I am recording this as a podcast. If you are catching it in the live thing, thank you so much for checking it out. It's called How to Get Out of Bed, and I'm excited because we're on a countdown where I can now have my exit strategy. I see Regina has commented. Let me go ahead. Oh, Lord, I got comments on here. And I'm, I got comments on here because I'm, I'm on one platform today, y'all. I'm trying to do one platform. Regina says, sometimes they're friends. Let them wear looking red, looking a mess. Oh, Lord, beat making. Yes, I know a video that I had created for my cupcakes from two years ago just got deleted. I'm telling you, because of the Rihanna song. I'm telling you, encouragement, personal spaces. Yes. So you have to, like I said, I'm not looking for you to fail. I'm looking for you to sit because if you make it across that marble floor, I might go buy those shoes. I might. You are encouraging. Push the limits because, write this down, because it's encouraging. There might be those who are looking for you to fail, but there are those also looking for you to sail. S-A-I-L-S-E-L-L-S-A-L-E. Write them all down. How many How many more? Sail. C-E-L-L. Let's I'm going to write all these words down because they all take a place. Because what's in your C-E-L-L, that's your DNA. It might be in your DNA to push the limits. This word cloud is coming, right? S-A-L-E, let me tell you. Sell it. Put it on sale, honey. You better take money for it. Take the money. Push the limit. Take, how many times have I said that already this morning? Take the money. People are out here trying to give you money. People trying to give me money over this lemonade. And I'm like, not yet, because you might gonna give me a couple of dollars for this lemonade. But the next person I take this lemonade be trying to take all I got. So I gotta make sure I got this right. And I got some people working on the lemonade, so don't worry about that. Okay? You're gonna be able to have the lemonade at, at an upcoming event. But I have got to get the trade secret uh done first, okay? I'm just saying. It's, it, from here, this podcast today is trying to get you to go from F-A-L-E 
to S-A-L-E. I want you to not fail, but sell. I'm 85 episodes into this. If you like, man, good conversation. Where can I get more? I'm 85 episodes trying to make it to 90. And then we're going to um, spend 90 days putting this, finalizing the book called How to Get Out of Bed with Dryer Buzz. And then I'm going on tour, hopefully for 90 days all around the world. Okay, I'm just saying, opportunity waits. And I've had to shelve this project, this and other projects, for four years, starting July 1st, night, no, that's what I said, 19, <laughs> 2000, probably did start it in 1900. Let me tell you how Dryer Buzz was started uh, in 2002, after spending two years of research, after realizing, after coming out the 90s, and all the technological things that it, it first that I did in the 90s, I came into 2K after the computer uh, didn't crash, the internet, didn't, the society didn't crash, I launched dryerbuzz.com. And uh, also some other publications, started on some publications. So, but July 1st, coming to find out yesterday, July 1st, 2014, I took the absolute leap. Uh, I took a leave of absence, and I, Regina, I know you've had this story as well. Oh, let me see. We make sure I still got your comments over there. Um, a number of people have taken that leap, but what I'm trying to tell you is that when you take that leap, it doesn't necessarily have to be a blind leap. Still, yet again, a leap of faith, but it doesn't have to be a blind leap because you probably laid it out to where. You know your exact coordinate coordinates of where you need to land. The only thing you've been waiting on is for you to believe that you can sell over fail. With and, and you just need to sell S E L L, sell it, put it on sale S A L E, and with every sale of your being C E L L, because it's probably in your DNA to push the limit. And if you are a person who pushes the limit, and I know I push a whole lot of limits, you need to get ready to take the money. That's what I'm getting ready to do. In five more episodes, I'm getting ready to take the money. You'll be able to pre-order how to get out of bed, all right? And already I had a conversation with a publicist. You already know, and let me just let you guys know that we have the support of AIB Nation. I am learning so much and sharing so much with you about authors and business because let me tell you, when you publish, okay, and I don't, and I mean like every level of publish, like whether you publish a piece of music, a hook, a line, a word, a t-shirt, uh, anything where you put, take words and make phrases, that's publishing. And there's so many levels of publishing today. If you are out there, there's a gentleman, an iconic civil rights leader. And, man, I keep telling him, you keep doing these amazing interviews. All you got to do is have somebody. He wants to write a book. And I'm like, you don't have to write a book because your conversation is consistently the same in every interview, every appearance. It's the same. Just have somebody transcribe it. Now, I'm like, I could, but that ain't necessarily what I do. But I keep telling him. I keep making the referrals. And it's like, because let me tell you, you don't do it now. Somebody going to definitely do it when you leave here. And this is gonna be a part, truly a part of your legacy. If you're worried about a legacy, if you're worried about, if you're thinking, about, I'm not worried about. If you're thinking about a legacy, if you're thinking about passive income, if you're thinking about boosting your budget, you got to go from fail to sell. S a i l s e l l s a l e c e l l. It's in you. If you pushing a limit, if you know just a little bit of something, y'all, it ain't even like a lot, right? 
go over to my timeline right now and look at, there's a video that was shared just yesterday talking about the real estate of your book. The what's going go on the cover, the back cover, the spine, the inside, the back page, the table of contents, the top of the page, the bottom of the page. If you got any kind of questions, I'm telling you, this thing is so easy to get done. Tanya Quartermain just came on. Tanya Quartermain is on tour right now with her book. Absolutely. Beautiful tour. She Go check her timeline out. So I want you guys to think about authors in business. Uh, and I think Tanya, as well as Regina, uh, were also members of authors in business. But I want you to figure this thing out because if you are a push the limit person, I'm up out of bed right now because I know I got five more episodes. That means I need to buy the time I get done with these five episodes. I need to have what the outline of the page is going to look like. So when I go back and pull these 90 word clouds, because I'm not a person to take copious notes, but I'm going to go hit off this transcriber. Okay, I need you to go transcribe these 90 episodes, right? Can you imagine how happy that transcriber is going to be, right? And I may even use an app because there's all kinds of things out there for it, right? So there's all kinds of things to assist you. You may not be a consummate writer or a consummate, you know, uh, chron- not chron- Chrono- chronicling, is that what's chronological and all that kind of stuff? You might not know how to format. You might have to, you know, you might autocorrect may throw you for a loop. All of those things, but there's so many things out there to help you in what you're trying, what you're trying to do. And I know, let me tell you, the one pushback I have always heard, well, everybody didn't want a business and everybody's not trying to be an entrepreneur. Let me, I understand that. Everybody got bills. And I just need, if that's not you, Keep it moving. Get out of the way because you people will stand in front of you and tell you everything that everybody. I'm not even talking. Let me tell you, I have never gone live trying to talk to everybody. I have never wrote a blog trying to talk to everybody. I've never done a damn thing trying to talk to everybody. In fact, in my house growing up with my mother, let the word everybody come out of my mouth. Honey, I will see stars. You're not everybody. And I'm not trying to appeal to everybody. In fact, I'm really only trying to appeal to a few. And those are the ones that are listening. Those are the ones that have asked, can somebody please tell me how to do this? Can somebody please share information? So I'm not talking to everybody. And you better not be talking to everybody. Because let me tell you, everybody ain't able. Right? Look at the pack. Where's the pack? Pack is always in the back. They'll get it. Hell, everybody went on social media when I came on in the 80s. Hell, y'all just got here in 2008. Imagine if I waited for everybody. <laughs> I wouldn't sit here talking about I got 17 years of blogging, 30 years of, of thought leader out here on this thing. Bring it, I, can't, I wouldn't be able to tell you that in 2015 that we absolutely closed the digital divide if we waited for everybody. Because, I mean, hell, we told people to log on in the 70s. All right? We told people to log on in the 80s. We told people, hey, listen, get a computer. Get internet in your house. In the 90s, look at the generation that was lost in the 90s. Look at the opportunities. Hell, look at what's being lost today simply because those just those who push the limit, everybody keep getting in the way. Stop getting in the way of people who push the limits because they will bold you over. They will push right on past you. It's something I love. Let me tell you what I love. I love, love, love each and every day. And thank God for the time change because now I'm never late. I'm early. Uh, and that is, it used to be the 7 o'clock train, but thanks to the time, uh, where did we go? We sprung ahead. So now with the time springing ahead, it comes at, it, it comes at 8 o'clock. Wait a minute, that don't sound right. 
It comes at 8 o'clock. Are they late? I don't know. But anyway, because it should come at 6. But no, it comes at 8 o'clock. And that is the Amtrak. The Amtrak. Y'all know me. I live near the trains. I love the trains. And the train comes. Amtrak comes at 8 o'clock. Now, mind you, I want to get on the Amtrak and take it all over the country, right? But all this time, I've had all this stuff to do. Got nothing to do now. Well, this week, I got to do the dog. But when Patty Betty get back here and take this dog up, take this dog stuff back on, I'm gone. In fact... I'm uh, hitting up a road trip after I get through the 4th of July. And I, I don't know. I might roll down the Essence. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, all I know is I need to go from fail to say. And, and let me tell you, fail, fear. And everybody's not afraid. Some people are just busy. Write, write that down. I'm going to put down afraid. Because a lot of times it is a fear and it is being afraid. But, it, but you got to realize it's not necessarily a fear because the thing that you're afraid of, it's real. People keep trying to tell us that fear is not real. Honey, these things that we are afraid of out here, they are factual evidence. Okay? Always real. Fear. Those people who will tell you it's false evidence, that's their lies. Because I know everything I'm afraid of, it, I've seen it. <laughs> okay? But... I want to go from fear and being afraid. Like I'm afraid if I go, um, I may not have dotted all my dotted all my eyes and crossed all my T's, or you know, I may not have connected everything. You know, I may have to go on a wing and a prayer, you know, and that kind of thing. But I want it because I want to go a little bit. I want to be. I want it to be a little bit better than that. So I have a couple of directions that it's just time for a road trip. And I, I usually will need a road trip before I write or when I write or while I write. Because there's something about the commute because when I'm in the commute, nobody can bother me. And I can really think through my thoughts uh, in my commute. And, and that's why I love a good long commute. And, uh, and I pull over and I jot down a little bit and I get to my destination. I jot down a little bit. Like yesterday, I went and I got out of commute and I sat at the water's edge and I got to go back and listen to that broadcast myself because, man, you talk about the clarity, man, the watching the butterflies and the, and the waterfowl, the geese, ducks, whatever, and, and the wind blowing and just in and, and the world. You can't stop time, but you can stop and just be quiet for a moment before I push this button and go live telling people how to get out of bed because I'm not telling you how to get out of bed. I'm just telling you, hey, this is, this is how I got out of bed today on episode 85, you know, I got out of bed wanting to push the limit, right, and something I did right before I did is, like, I wanted to be able to come on here, and I wanted to, when I push the stop button, I want to be able to sit and just meditate, so what did I, I had to do a couple of things before I went live, one, get out of bed, two, make the lemonade, three, the dog was staring at me, it's like, okay, it's day two, Petty Betty ain't come home, I think it's you and I, I need to go out, so he was like looking at me like, don't go down that hall. Don't go down that hall. Don't go. This, is what he, this is what he kept saying. Don't go down that hall. Don't go. Please don't go back to podcast. Please don't go back in podcast. Please take me out right now. So I had to go down the hall because I had to put on some clothes. And he was like all nervous as all get out. Like, is she going to stay? Please don't let her touch her phone. This is what the dog is saying. Please don't touch your phone. Please don't touch your phone. Please touch. So I'm like, okay, let me go. Let me go and do this. Because he is, de- I'm afraid that he is dependent upon me because I don't want him like thinking, dude, okay, you're my service animal. I'm not yours. And I know you think I'm yours, but however, and he's not even my service animal. He just, you know, he's part of the family. Right. And I'm, I'm agreeing to that at this point. I'm notice I'm still trying to convince myself. So anyway, I'm thinking, well, let me go. If I go and do that, then 
and then when I do the podcast, everything pretty much is done for the day. Because he don't have to go back out until like 5 or 6 o'clock, right? And hoping, I'm hoping we'll push it to 5 or 6 o'clock. But see, I don't want him thinking like, okay, Petty Betty's not here. I got to go with her. Because neither one of us really kind of want to be bothered with each other in that life. However, when we do, it's miraculous. It's like a watching a miracle. Because it pulls a kindness out of him. And it pulls a kindness out of me that neither of us have displayed to each other in the decade that we've known one another. And I am only, he only resorts to me when there's nobody else around. And I only resort to him when there's nobody else around. This is the new life, right? So he he sees me and I'm like, I grab some pants and a shirt. He's like, okay. And he's still, he's got that, like he playing double dutch, like going, trying to go toward the leash. Go toward, do I, do I go toward the leash? (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, go, let's go. Right. And we get outside and next thing you know, I hear the birds. Man, I'm like, oh, this is nice, y'all. I'm like, y'all come out and enjoy this every day, right? It's all nice, but, you know, neighbors looking like, ooh, she's out. <laughs> like, that's not the dog walker, right? It's like, I don't know, you know, right now, I'm not the one, I'm not the one for the chit-chat, okay? No, I'm not that one. I know you recognize the dog, but keep it moving. Keep it moving, because, you know, he going to bite you and me, and I ain't got time for that. All right, so. People recognize I'm not the normal dog walker, but I'm loving it. It's nice and cool. I hear the birds chirping, and I'm watching for the snakes, okay, and all that kind of stuff. Thank God this treatment is working. Uh, so we get out there, you know, and then he does this little thing, and I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. I like this this morning air. It's kind of chill. Not that I want to do it. Not that I want that to become, hey, Kathy, not that I want that to become a task. So then we come back in, and I give him his food, and he... And he's looking at me like, wait, did you, I know you probably, you had ribs, you know, and, and I only had a couple of bones. And I know Stan usually send you home with a little bit more bone. So, like, now he's, like, looking at his bowl where I had put, like, the regular dog food because he knows when I feed him, I'm going to top it off with a little something, something, right? So now I'm like, dude, I got to go do my podcast. And he's looking like, I'm not eating that. I know you got something else. So then I go toward the fridge because, yeah, I kept, I kept a bone or two. I told my daughter, like, you know, just keep, just throw him a bone in there. So I throw him the rib. I'm like, man, I didn't even finish eating that rib. That got a lot. <laughs> I'm like, hold up. You know, and I, I'm ready. to. I got to go do the podcast, y'all. I am standing there with this rib bone. I, I'm not lying, y'all. I'm standing there with this rib bone. I'm like, dude, I didn't even eat this one. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I forgot. I'm like, because I'm looking for the plate, and I'm like, it's in the fridge. And I'm like, why is it in the fridge? Did I eat? And I don't even remember if I finished my food. So I open it up, and the wings and a couple of bones are still in. I'm like, man, I didn't even finish my barbecue. And I go to put it back in the fridge, but he's looking at me like, uh, you don't even eat leftovers like that. Come on with it. So I let him have the bone. I let him have the bone. I'm like, dude, you push. He's pushing the limits. I'm, I am telling y'all to do what the dog did. Push the limit. I'm like, I'm going to let you have this. I'm going to let you have this only because I need you to go somewhere and sit down and be quiet so I can do my podcast. So he done ate ribs and dog food and had his water. He's over here chilling. You hear him? He's snoring every now and then. But listen, the, the miraculous thing about that was what it gave to me. And I just said the words right there, y'all. I'm going to write it down. What did I say? I said it brought a kindness out of him. And it brought a kindness out of me that we showed each other. And when I tell you, that's that's a thing that so many people 
wish that they could experience on a daily basis. There's so many people, and you probably run across these people, they can't let kindness through for nothing in the world. A lot of people feel like kindness is a weakness, and it's not. It's not, even if you demonstrate it to the wrong people, y'all, you've got to understand that somebody's going to witness. The reputation I have right now is not that rep, I don't have that reputation from the people that I did things for or the awesomeness that I was to this person or that person. And you carry that around. She's like, man, I helped this person. I helped that person. And they kind of bitter. They, they, they just mean people. But the reputation that you really have is the fact that others have witnessed that. Others have witnessed um, what you've done for others. I'm telling y'all, that's what your reputation is. That's when you're gonna when you're gonna see the results going from fail to sell. S a i l s e l l s a l e s c e l l, because it's in your DNA for you to push the limits. It's in your DNA. Why? Oh, everybody fear afraid kindness. It's in your DNA to get through this. To get beyond, to get over, go around, go under it. The other day I drove through a construction zone that's been, this there seemed like forever. And I drove through yesterday and I said, I stopped, let me look at this thing. And I noticed, whoa, they made some progress finally. Because we've been on, had to take a sip of lemonade. Because we've been on a detour like forever. Seems like we've been going on a detour forever. And I looked at them like, are they making any progress? And I noticed they were making their tunneling under the, trying to tunnel under the railroad track. And somewhere, somewhere along the way, this thing went awry. And uh, so finally, it looked like a little bit of progress, you know. And hopefully that gets done because when it's finished, it's going to be awesome, amazing. And it's going to be just clearly look like another road that goes nowhere. Uh, but I think uh, maybe it's some money left over from the Obama administration when they put all that money in the road projects and all these road projects got started to create jobs. And now you've got all these roads that go don't go anywhere because they don't have the other part of that infrastructure, which is supposed to help people build, um, replenish economic development in their communities. And so, you know, all of this stuff. And now we got this new president. And he's like, and he shut down the government a time or two and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. But listen, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what Oscar, let me tell you, you ought to be, be excited, ecstatic that you woke up and there's an obstacle in your way. Cause that means you moving. Cause if, if nothing is in your way, you probably not moving. You probably not making progress. Let there be a hurdle. There's a hurdle. That means you rolling. You came upon it, right? Is it has it always and forever been there, or did you come come upon? Just like when you, like I said, go back to the clear heels or them shoes. What's the day? Tuesday, tomorrow. Y'all gonna try to wear? You gonna try to uh, sneak your little sneak something in that you're playing on, trying to wear to the club this weekend? You want to see what the reaction? Is, whether you're gonna get the eye rolls? Whether your friends, your friends are not the one gonna tell you. You so you need to gauge the strangers. And you're going to see if you can make it across the marble atrium. Because, you know, as soon as you step off that carpet, you go. You might go down. I'm not here to watch you fail. I'm here to watch you sail. But if you, if you find that there's an obstacle, there's a hurdle, that just means that you got an ambition. Write that down. Ambition. You got an ambition. You have a goal. And a lot of us have goals. What you need to find is your goal mate. We talked about that 
we have a podcast. We have a couple of things. Got a couple of books and all that stuff out there talking about your goalmate. Um, and a lot of times your goalmate might just be a stranger. It might just be somebody on the same path that you're on. Um, we keep trying to assign, write that down, A-S-S-I-G-N. We keep trying to assign. You want to you wanna assign this to a friend. You want to assign this to a family member. You want to assign it to a lover. You want to assign. You keep trying to assign it to the hubby, the, the wife, uh, the spouse, the child. You keep trying to assign these things. And you can't make that designation. You can't, you can't, you can't assign it. People, people have to sign up, write that down, sign up. And, and a lot of times we're trying to force people to sign up and they, they're not trying to sign up. They help you push the limit. They don't want you to push the limit. They want you to be nice, quiet, calm, and copacetic. They don't want you to push the limit. Like, no, what do you mean? What do you mean go? What, why, can't, why can't we just be like yesterday? Why can't we just stay in the comfort zone? Are you trying to explain your comfort zone? Stop trying to assign this stuff to the wrong. Because the first person you mis, misdirected to is yourself. Thinking that you have to do everything and all things. Or you have to do something. You know. And you keep you keep saying, I'm finding, I'm running into resistance. Where are we on time? We got, oh, we ain't even hit 45. We had 37. Uh, you keep running into resistance and so forth. And you keep being disappointed. Oh, resistance. Let me write that down. Resistance. Disappointment. Because you keep trying to assign. As long as you trying to assign instead of them signing up. The designee and the designation is going to always be off. You're going to always have a setback. And let me tell you, it's okay to even have a setback. I'm writing down a setback. It's okay. I had a setback. Hell, I just had a four-year setback. Hell, let me tell y'all. My, in my Facebook memories today, and I just told y'all that July 1st, July 1st 2014, um, I was getting ready to travel. Because I think this week, uh, I was we went down my son. It, let me tell y'all, it's about to be my son's anniversary, five-year anniversary of coming out of basic training. And, uh, and he was getting ready to graduate basic training. And he and I had this pack that, you know, once he graduated high school, um, I would go on this five-year journey, right? Because he was my youngest, right? The whole empty nest thing. And, and I had pretty much gone, put it in all the kids. I'm like, listen, okay, after I finish, you know, y'all finish taking all that I have, my brain power, I'm going to take five years to just chill out and relax. And I always said that. And that, that was literally my prayer. It's like, I just get to chill out for a minute, right? And, and my Facebook memories today literally jumped back four years because four years and I don't know why but I literally I don't know because I I, I I don't know but when I went in my Facebook memories yesterday and today they jumped back to four years ago everything the Facebook memory was trying to show me today was four freaking years no 2015 five is it four four because 2020 is five years because in 2014 I set out I set out my five-year plan all the memories in my Facebook today were from 2015, four years ago, because when I, when I took that leap in 2014, and, and I didn't even really like try to leap. I was like, push, like go, just time to go. Um, 
So in 2015, so what is what my Facebook memory showed me in making that yesterday it showed me 2014. Today it showed me 2015, which which was uh, the most awesome reminder that when I took that leap, I literally had exact coordinates of where I was going to land. When I took that leap, it's like, okay, because everything, 2014, everything was like, it's, it's time for you to stop doing this. It's time for you to go full on. It's time to go full on, get, get your speed up. It's time to start pushing some of these limits because all this opportunity was there. And I'm telling y'all, I was saying no to everything. Going on stage, becoming a speaker, this, that, and that. I was saying, nope, that's not me. That's not me. And I'm still to this day saying, nope, it's not me. It's really not. But because I, I love doing it in a different form and in a different forum, right? I, incre- I, I designed this, this forum um, that I did back in the 90s, right? That to me, one thing too is know yourself. If you're going to get out here pushing some limits, because let me tell you, it's going gonna, it's gonna... to, oh no, I'm trying to write. Know yourself. If you're going to push the limits, you got to know your, you got to know what your limits are. Because otherwise, how are you going to push them? Right? So, like I said, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to watch your failure. I'm trying to help you sell. I'm trying to help you go from fail to sell. Ooh, that's a, that's a blog post. That's a book. Go from fail to sell. S-A-I-L-S-E-L-L-S-A-L-E-C-E-L-L is the one that determines that. I know, and everybody, y'all are out there at every conference in the world this summer. So let me tell you, when you at the end of the conference and you really want to implement some of this stuff, you need to come to the clinic. There's an after-conference clinic. I have an after-conference clinic where you go to the clinic, you've seen all the fascinating people, you've heard all the sound bites, and they've t- they're telling you they did this and they did that, and then they don't tell you they did this, and they don't tell you they also did that, and they don't tell you how much they lost or how much they risked and what they had to gain, right? All you know is they look good, they sound good, they got a little bit of social proof, they got a little bit of a track record, but the first thing what you need to know is they push the limit. They push the limit. Push the limit, people, and we are right at 42. Egg, I got three more minutes. Y'all can tell I have been doing this stuff so long. Um, 85 episodes. I'm pushing the limit, trying to get five more episodes so I can say that I've done 90 episodes to help you get out of bed. That means not for the past 90 days, I have been coming on and talking with you guys about how to get out of bed. Also, before we get out of here, I told you that this book, Barracoon, um, I grabbed it yesterday to tell a person about something on page 128. And I'm going to give you a little bit of that, being that this is a podcast going right before the, um, is it, we got 128, oh, 129, it's on page 129. Um, I'm going to give you a little something, because people are, we, we just, we're in between, just had Juneteenth, and now here comes the 4th of July, which is the day America celebrates its independence. But you know, its independence depending on the enslavement of a people. And so there are those of you that are gonna look at your side eye a little bit when you try when you have your bar. I'm a damn sure gonna look at y'all. I'm going let me tell y'all, I'm gonna check your timeline. I'm gonna check your timeline. If I see some fourth of July and, and you look like me and I don't see no Juneteenth, we done. I mean I'm just saying. I I don't have I don't I don't have any more time to wait for you to understand that you need to celebrate your own survival. 
your own independence, right? Because in that in that independence, you know, is us, right? So I mean, I'm, I just we gotta we gotta figure out how and when and where to draw the line. No, oh, write that down. Know yourself and draw the line. Because when it comes time to pushing the limits, the one thing draw the line. The one thing you don't want to do is have somebody their limit. Yesterday, our, our podcast was. You can't be the you can't be the sacrifice of them risking it all. We were oftentimes the sacrifice of quote unquote America risking it all. And that ain't changed and it has not stopped. Okay. You cannot be the sacrifice of them risking it all. And so therefore you gotta push the limits. There was something so free in the writing of Zora Neale Hurston. Zora Neale Hurston, uh, this book, Bear Coon is the story of the last black cargo. Now, I have been, all of my life, I've been hearing about the Ma'afa. The Ma'afa, the violent uprooting of bodies, the devastation of societies, and the desolation of souls. Every man, woman, and child should know that. And I'm telling you, I just, I just been able to read it and put it in perspective at this age. <laughs> Only because they were trying so hard not to publish this book and uh, because they wanted, they were like, you know, in, ev- in everything that gets distributed uh, inside the Americas, it must have a white savior. So there's been some content lately that people have had to say, I'm sorry, there isn't one. Okay, there isn't one. I was listening to an interview the other day of a project that's coming out and, and everybody kept asking, well, why does the project take so long? Why did the project take so long? All the interviewers and all, everybody was asking, why did the project take so long? And the guy said, and I, I wish I could remember what the project was. It was, hold on, it was a biography. Laurel, hell, Laurel said it. Okay, damn. I knew I, knew I heard it somewhere. Laurel, let me tell you, if y'all are not catching Jamel, Jamela, Jamel Hills, uh, podcast, former ESPN or whatever happened there in that situation. She pushed the limits and they pushed out the door. I heard. So, but now she has this podcast and it's amazing because one thing you love about a podcast is uninterrupted conversation. And she had Laurel on there and you know, Laurel's show just got canceled. Um, I don't, it was, I don't, I, don't, I probably caught a couple of episodes, but I would, I wouldn't even, um, I didn't have the hookup that I got now. <laughs> and so, what is, what is this thing I'm watching? Y'all help me out. I just started back watching television and binging on television. All right, because social media goes through these waves of tele, television. Let me see. Wait a minute. And I know I got to get out here at 10 o'clock because speaking of television, I've got to jump on a conference call with the cast of uh, Saints and Sinners. That show, oh, my God. Okay, I, I got to binge on that. Cause I, I know a couple people in the show, but they're having a um, they've had a, they had a press junket yesterday, and I was like, oh, thank God I didn't go to that. Talk about personal space. Oh my God. So I uh, I opted to be on a conference call so I can sit here in my pajamas and and talk with these celebs. So I'm gonna jump on a conference call with them this morning and talk and hear about the show. But we'll go back. What was I talking about? Lorel is on this podcast with Jamela Hill. Jamela, t- tell me y'all, am I saying her name wrong? Right, Jamel. Jamil, Jamil, I'm trying to figure out. Hell, Yolanda, go get the damn podcast. Hold on, let me see. I don't know that I have. I don't know that I have. Y'all know I love to give y'all a sound bite. I, I love to be. Let me see. I don't think I even have. I don't have the app on this other phone to do it. Can I go to. Let me see. Can I play it without 
having to do, well, he was on, I'm going to talk, I'm, I'm, I opened up a can of worms here, a couple of things. I talked about Barracoon, but I, 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 I'm getting ready to talk about a black guy, an African. Hold on, let me not say that. I'm getting ready to talk about an African who was uh, kidnapped into slavery, into enslaved. I don't like, I'm not saying the word slavery no more because when you talk to black folk about slavery, they can only envision what the black folk did, like Kanye, you know, I'm like, no, we need to talk about enslavement and the enslavers, okay? So those are the words that you need to use. Like people want us to say uh, exonerated five. I'm like, no, they were the wrongfully accused five because that's what the dominant society does in, in their quest to maintain enslavement is they go out here and they wrongfully accuse people. Um, and let me tell y'all, I just heard the other day, Yesterday, I know some of y'all, I hear all this stuff. Please tell me y'all hear. I swore I heard yesterday that they talking about uh, a, a new, trying to get some jail time on distracted driving and using your phone. Like, really? Enslavement. This country is all about enslavement. Anyway, so the, the story of the last black cargo, Bear Coon, was written by, uh, it, was, it was, it was, the biography was done by Zora Neale Hurston. It was not published for a while simply because she literally couldn't find a white savior for them to make the book about. Um, like, okay, but then, but okay, he was captured and he was, you know, okay, the man, first of all, it was 50 years after slavery was abolished on a stolen ship, okay? That's what I'm saying. He was, the cargo was stolen, the ship was stolen, all the stuff was stolen, brought to a land and still was able to sell these people even after um, slavery. And I'm sorry, nobody went and rescued him. No white person came and rescued him. And all the, it's like, and people that are going to read this book, not looking for that. Right. So then I'm listening to Lorel. Okay. And I know y'all love to say, you know, we can get, we can get beyond this and we can. However, people keep trying to institute it. Okay. And everything. So Lorel was on Jamel. Now I'm talking about the last black cargo at the turn of the century. Now I'm talking about Laurel, a comedian. You know, everybody get call, gets called a comedian. And that's one of the questions I'm going to be asking about the, one of the gentlemen on this on this conference call. His, I, I'm looking at their bios. Now this is a drama, uh, but all their bios say comedian. I'm like, why Why we always got to be the comedian? You know, but yet the things that we talk about that's so hella funny is real life. But it, like, you're not a comedian philosopher. Okay, you might be as Zora Neale Hurston was. Let me find, let me find, let me find, let me find. An anthropologist, right? You might, you keep saying comedian, but you might be an anthropologist. <laughs> because if in your, within your jokes is THT, truth, honesty, and transparency about history, THTH, <laughs> okay, truth, Honesty, transparent history. You might just be an anthropologist. You might, you might have pushed. You might be pushing a limit on being a comedian to becoming a full-on anthropologist, and that's pretty much what um, Jordan Hurston was—a novelist. She was a novelist. Hold on, novelist, folklorist, and anthropologist. She was the author of four novels, which should all be not on your bookshelves, but within reach. Uh, most notably is Their Eyes Were Watching God, which came out in 1937. Moses, Man of the Mountain, 1939, and, and several others. Um, Mules and Men, 
Tell My Horse, her autobiography, uh, Dust Tracks on the Road, and more than 50 short stories, essays, plays. She attended Howard University, Bernard College, and Columbia University, and graduated from Bernard in 1927. She was born January 7th. 1891, over there in Alabama, but grew up in Edenton, Florida. Uh, she died in Fort Pierce, Florida in 1960. Uh, in 1973, Alice Walker had a headstone placed at Hurston's gravesite with the epithet, Zora Neale Hurston, a genius of the South. All right, and special interest in life, okay. Uh, and this is available from, okay, it's available in, uh, as an ebook as well as uh, audio. So there's an audio book out there. And one of the reasons I love the audio book is because Zora, Zora spoke and wrote uh, in the dialect of, those, of her own and those of whom she interviewed. And one of the reasons that Barracoon, said that Barracoon, uh, the story of the black cargo, and his name was Kostala. Uh, one of the interesting things that with this book is they kept trying to change the dialect and they were like, no, it needs to be published in the dialect. And so we're talking about the dialect of him being an African trying to an African surviving enslavement in the Americas. And so I was reading in the afterward of the book, which, and I'll give you guys this from the earliest, earliest known slave narrative to the postbellum oral histories collected, um, in the works of George P. Raywick. Uh, the American slave. And so, oh, let me go back. So Kosala, uh, which was his name, he was one of the last black cargo. And so therefore he was one who would recall because they all could recall, but y'all already know 60% of them like, you know, try that like they didn't come out of the enslavement. But anyway, he, he would recall, he could recall, he would recall, he did recall, um, being on the shores of Africa, on the land of Africa, what happened to his tribe in the warring of the tribes in the warring of the tribes is how, um, those who, who didn't victor were slow sold into slavery. However, those that were selling them is like, didn't have nowhere to spend the money or whatever they trade, whatever they traded for to in order, whatever they traded people for their own people for, um, they couldn't turn around and, and trade it nowhere else. Couldn't spend it and so forth. So, they came the war of the tribes. And so Kosala, uh, in, in narrating his story, telling his story to Zora Hurston for this publication, tells about the entire, he tells about his entire life uh, in, his, in his tribe, um, the war that happened between his tribe and another tribe, how that tribe then, then murdered uh his, his family and tribe and those that survived the desolation were traded for enslavement off into the uh, faraway lands, one of which being America. So you have to think about that. And I know it's hard to think about that as you get ready to celebrate particularly America's independence because America's independence, the survival of the Americas was built on enslavement. Okay, and that's a hard pill to swallow because them trying to push the limits in their own independence, you know, <laughs> we were the sacrifice of that rich. You cannot be 
the sacrifice of somebody risking it all. So when you, you know, and so sorry, y'all, it's like, this is some things that we got to do. And, and, and I wish I could say, okay, that was history. But then when you hear Laurel, Lil Rail, I'm like, dude, what is his name? Does he really go by that Lil Rail? This, and most of y'all know who I'm talking about. If you don't know his comedy, if you don't know his television show that just got canceled last season or last year, if you don't know who the hell I'm talking about, he was the black guy in, damn, what was the Blindfold movie with Sandra Bullock? What was that movie called? Blind, blind Spot. Blind, blind something. Hell, uh, oh, I keep thinking about Blindsided. 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 I don't know. I can look it up. What was the movie called? I was trying to, I was hoping to play the podcast. What was the movie? We all watched it on Netflix with the blindfold and the, yeah, everybody did the challenge. It was Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Netflix. Netflix movie, Netflix movie. Bird Box. Okay. She was, she also played in that blind. She was the white savior in the blind-sided movie, blind, blind something with the football player, but Bird Box. Okay, Lorel was the guy, and there go my uh, alert. So I gotta get ready to get on this call. Okay, so it, round this out. Let me tell you about pushing the limit. Okay, so Lorel was in Bird Box. He was the guy, the black guy in Bird Box that sacrifices. That we were like, uh-uh, bro, what is he doing? He sacrificed himself to save. We, we hope he was trying to save everybody, but it, it looked like he was trying to save the, the white savior. But anyway, we hope he's trying to save everybody. But anyway, so that was his role in that movie. And then at the same time, he had a television show on, um, and it got canceled. But uh, sadly, he said his, the person he was writing with is very dear friend. He lost his very dear friend in that. So he's going through that. And then he had a, and then he had his, his marriage broke up. He went through it. He was like, y'all, money changes people. But what Laurel was talking about, he was talking about a project that he was trying to do. I think it was his television show. And probably one of the reasons that the show got canceled was they kept trying to force him to create a white character. Um, and he was like, he's like, it's the story of my life. There were no white people in it. There, there was not one. I didn't grow up with, you know, a, a white guy on the block or the neighborhood. You know, he kept trying to tell him this was, a, I'm a black guy, it's a black story. Okay, but you was just in Bird Box and you had that role. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, his show is not out there. And I don't know if he said it was because of that. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know. He just seemed to be, he looked kind of like he would have been that crossover guy. He's the guy in the episode he talks about, the episode was called He's Everybody's Friend because in all the movies, he was also in Get Out. He was the he was the guy, the real funny guy in Get Out. He he brought the humor in Good in Get Out, uh, the movie about again. <laughs> Dang, Lorel, you might need to do something else because all of your stuff is swaying to the other side. I gotta get ready to get out of here. Yeah, he might he might Lorel might need to draw the line. I think you know what? I think Lorel has drawn the line. That's probably why the show I think he let me stop. I think he did. He pushed the limit. He he did get out. He did bird box. He did he had a show. He hired all his friends. He hired some of the popular YouTube people and he refused. He drew the line at a fictitious white person coming in and saving all the black people. He was like, I'm not doing that. And I don't know if that's why the show was canceled, but it is no longer out there. Uh, so I guess he did draw the line. So now y'all got to catch him on, on stage going back to the comedy. Maybe that's why they keep com comedian on there. All right. So, um, 
One last thing I want y'all, because when we talked about, I want you to go from fail to sell. I want you to push the limits. And I then said, um, S A I L S E L L S A L E C E L L D N A. I want to talk about this coin word. A lot of people are now throwing around the word, get your coin, 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 get your coin. And, and I'm not going to tie it to, uh, enslavement because I'm a, I understand you want your value. You want your value. And so that's perfect. Um, and, and I hope that you see it as that because Zora, Neil Hurston, or the person that writing the app, the afterword, and let me see, let me see who wrote the afterword. Cause you got your forward. And then I think the afterword is by this person in the, edited by Deborah G. Plant. Oh, that was, so I'm thinking the afterword. Uh, Hurston described. Okay. I was reading this part right here. The kings and captains whose words move ships. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let me see. I want to see where to start point it. There are journal. There are the journals of captains and the manifest of ships. And there are letters, diaries, bills of sale and estate wheels of the merchants and rulers of plutocracies who trafficked the African trafficked in African lies as Hurston bemoaned in her introduction to Barracoon all, and this is quoting her, her quoting Hurston, all these words from the seller, but not one word from the soul, the King sold S O L D, right? The Kings and captains whose words moved ships, but not one word from the cargo. The thoughts of the black ivory, the coin of Africa, had no market value. Africa's ambassadors to the New World have come and worked and died and left their spore, but no recorded thought. The subject of capture in Africa and transport through the Middle Passage is not the experience of those who were born into the condition of servitude on American soil, narratives like Kosala's, of which there are but a few, describe the Maatha, the violent uprooting of bodies, the devastations of societies, and the dissolution of souls. Rather than chart the journey from slavery to freedom in America, Kosala's narrative journeys back to Africa and gives us a glimpse into the collective black experience as seen through the openings in the barracoons that lined the African coast of the Atlantic world. Barracoon differs from classic slave narratives in a number of ways. The barracoon narrative is not a conventional bid for freedom and it chronicles no harrowing tales of escape or trials of self-purchase. Unlike the authors of conventional narratives, Kosla was born in Africa. And because he was not born in the United States, he had to be he had to obtain citizenship through the naturalization process, where narratives like those penned by Frederick Douglass speak speak to the cause of abolition, racial equality, and women's rights. Barracoon does not articulate an explicit political agenda, and it does not speak with the kind of heroic, self-possessed, 
and self-realized voice associated with black autobiography, where conventional slave narratives speak of conversions to Christianity, coastal narrative does also, but it does so while simultaneously expressing the spiritual traditions and customs of his homeland. He hadn't built up his hope on a future heavenly glory, but rather on a return to his people, a vision that speaks to the the central centrality of ancestral reverence. Kosala's 19 years of life in Africa were more real to him than a declaration of independence in America. Stop right there, okay? All righty. Uh, oh, his narrative does not recount a journey forward into the American dream. Go and check this out, y'all. This was uh, on our book club last year. And I grabbed it because a friend is, has done a documentary. And he was looking, he was trying to go deep in the, he wasn't satisfied with the title of his documentary. So I quoted him something from page 128. But there we go right there. He hadn't built his hopes, his hope on a future heavenly glory. You know, everybody go like this, this life will be over soon. Uh, but rather on a return to his people, a vision that speaks to the centrality and of ancestral reverence. The one thing that remember when uh, Black Panther came out, there were all these articles and all these narratives. And I got to go get on this call. All these articles and all these narratives and all this concern about black people uh, transitioning back to ancestral worship ancestral reverence when when you guys ran out of the theater talking about bury me in the sea where my ancestors it's like well first of all boo boo you wouldn't be living if your ancestors didn't make it through the middle passage so you know that was like all hella contradictory it sounded good but you wouldn't have ancestors if they didn't mat didn't stay on the ship okay i'm just saying all right so um, and they're all ancestors. They're all, not to, not to shade ancestors. But there was a lot of concern that if you start connecting back to your ancestral reverence, okay, remembering the, the vast lands of where we all are at this point as a diaspora, and if you brought that into, as opposed to a journey forward into the American dream, which we really don't even know, what is that? What is the American dream? Because... We always had something bigger, something larger than that. And while it included heavenly glory, okay, something here, therefore, after, we also wanted something here, the, here, 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 too, as well. Let me close this book because otherwise I'm going to keep going. All right, guys, push the limits, push the limits. And, you know, I need you to do me a couple of favors. Shout out, shout out again to um, AIB. I didn't even realize I still had the clinic thing up there. Um Shout out to AIB Nation for their support. They have doubled down, doubled down, and coming into uh, July with us. Also, Natural Soap by Zakia, double down, double down. Also, on Saturday, I'm going to let you get through your 4th of July. Let y'all have, enjoy yourselves, do what you're going to do. But make sure that you understand what that your independence is all up and through there, okay? That the other independence was about your enslavement. So if you're going to celebrate an independence, uh, celebrate the fact that we're still here. We still here. I mean, you can celebrate. I'm going down 
to watch it, watch the world run by. I don't, I'm going down and watch the, when I say the world, I'm going down and watch the world run by. That's why I, f- I have to be there every year because I, I love to see what Atlanta truly is because if I only turn on my television, if I only pick up the magazines, if I only read the blogs, if I only look down the timeline, if I only, Lord, if I turn on the local news, I'm not going to see all of Atlanta when I go to that race. And let me tell you, if you don't go to the race yourself and you wait to see what they put in the newspaper or what they show on the news, you still not going to get it because they're going to crop everybody out. They're going to crop us all out. I, I know. Look at their pictures and look at my pictures. Look at their stream and look at my stream. It's different. I'm telling you, even sitting there, hearing the language and the accents and watching all the families and the makeup, all the different makeup of the families. Y'all, I'm telling you, go in whatever city you're in, go check out the, the marathons and the 5Ks and all of that and get beyond this narrative, these narratives that we have. That's how you push the limits. We, it's time. Don't come talking about no more about no damn diversity, okay? I'm just saying. I don't want to talk about that no more. And it's Tuesday. I got to talk about women tonight. Uh, at 4 p.m. we'll be on live called episode of Leading Women. Uh, we'll be talking about what's happening with women this, this week This um, week at 4 p.m. Myself and my co-host, Angela Stalkup. And, uh, and then uh, enjoy your holiday. Those of y'all that are already off. Those of y'all that are taking off. Those of y'all pushing the limit and calling out. Uh, and then Saturday... Uh, we, I'll be doing a live buzz it or bash it that podcast. We're going to do that live over at Stan smoke signals. Um, and we're going to talk about gentrification in our nation. All right. All righty. And do me one last favor. Do me one last favor. I'm going to jump on my call. Do me one favor. And that is go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.